Chapter 46 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Lewis Albert Banks. Chapter 46 How to Get Rid of Fear. Luke chapter 12, verses 1 through 40. I do not mean the kind of fear suggested by the psalmist where he says, Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That sort of filial fear is rather a mingling of reverence and love than fear in the modern sense of the word. I mean rather the fear which John has in his mind when he says, Fear hath torment. All sorts of fear which has the power to torment us are unnecessary to us in a normal, healthy, and right condition. There is something wrong with us physically, mentally or morally when we are tormented with fear i think we may find the secret of how to get rid of our fear of this kind in john's other declaration perfect love casteth out fear as i understand it tormenting fear is always born of a sense of insecurity of some kind if we do not trust our friends we fear they will betray us if we trust them perfectly we have no fear if we are not sure of the roof over our head, we fear it will leak. If we have doubts about our acceptance with God and the forgiveness of our sins, we have fears of condemnation. And so you may run up and down the whole scale of the human piano concerning all the dangers possible in a human life, and there is peace or there is torment, just in proportion to the feeling of insecurity or security which we have in our own consciousness. It is interesting to note the places in the New Testament where we are exhorted not to fear. For instance, we are urged by Christ to have no fear of our enemies who hate us because of our love for him. We are rather, he says, to take it as an indication that we belong to him and are sharing the fate of our Lord, which is proper. As Christ came off triumphant in spite of all his enemies, so if we share with him, he will bring us off more than conquerors. We are not to fear in sickness. When Christ went to heal the daughter of the ruler, he said to the father, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. I do not mean by this that Christ will always heal our sick ones in the same way, but I mean that there is no cause for fear if they are in his hands, for either here or in heaven they shall be recovered from all their suffering and their sorrow and his will is the best thing that can come to them or to us. We are not to fear because we are frail or weak or poor, and feel that we have no power to protect ourselves. Nothing could be more comforting than Christ's words on this point. Are not five sparrows, says he, sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Or again, consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Or still again, consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you, that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass, which is to-day in the field, and to-morrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, 
Surely we ought to be comforted with these words. It seems very clear that the only reason we have tormenting fear is either because we are not doing right or because we do not trust God. In either case, the way to get rid of our fear is to remove the conditions which cause it. We may depend upon it that so long as our consciences condemn us for doing wrong, we shall be harassed by fear, and we ought to be. It is not an indication of God's enmity, but sure proof of his love, that he has made the path of wrongdoing a haunted and fearful path. Only in consciousness of right is it possible to have fear cast out. But if we have been going in the wrong way, Christ is willing to take us by the hand and lead us into the path of peace. Paul was on the way to Damascus warring against God when the great vision came to him. It changed his whole life. And as soon as he bowed his heart to Jesus, Jesus was ready with words of good cheer and said, Fear not, Paul. And he will be ready with the same cheerfulness to give us the same good cheer the moment we put ourselves in the right attitude toward him. But if we are trying to do right and are still troubled with doubts of God's ability and willingness to care for us, how shall we get rid of tormenting fear from that source? The reading of God's promises, talking with Christian people have lost their own fear, and conversing with the Lord daily in prayer are great sources of cheer and comfort. I am sure if we avail ourselves of such help, we shall soon think of the trials that come to us in a different way. A little girl had been told of hobgoblins that lurked in the shadows and caught naughty children and such foolish things until she was afraid to be left in the dark at night. She was nearly crazed with tormenting fear. She came to live with a wise aunt who undertook to comfort the child by giving her a sweet faith in the care of God. She told her that darkness was only a blanket with which God covered up the world, how the flowers blanketed themselves in perfume, how little birds tucked their heads under their wings and sat up in trees, each birdie by himself in his own little private room of twigs and green leaves, which the good God made so that the birds might have nice little dark homes to sleep in. She would fold the little girl into her crib and say, The darkness is just like a great soft blanket that God sends to wrap the earth up in so it can go to sleep. Once as the light went down rather suddenly, Maisie asked tremblingly, Is it a big black bear in the corner? Why, no, dear. The light flashed up instantly so Maisie could see, then went down softly, and Auntie said, Dear, God is in the room, our good God. After a while, Maisie learned to love the darkness. She called it God's blanket. So we may be sure that if we are doing right, seeking to please God by our words and thoughts and conduct, day by day the trials of life, which seem sometimes so hard for us, because we do not understand or do not trust him, are God's soft, warm blankets by which he is protecting us. If we love him perfectly, keep our confidences in him, all tormenting fears shall be cast out. End of chapter 46